A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to part two of this week's Clash of the Titles, the podcast that sees two movies with something in common go head-to-head to see which one does it better. So on Monday, Julia Roberts got in the middle of a bride and groom's nuptials, which means today J-Lo is doing the same, as she has her life sort of saved by a very handsy Matthew McConaughey. From 2001, it's The Wedding Planner. Explain to me how you have a career in making everybody else's dreams in love come true, but in your own life. You know, Dad, it's okay. While Mary was planning everyone else's love life, she didn't have one of her own. Mary, you haven't been on a date in two years. You can't avoid love forever. You know those who can't do teach? Those who can't wed? Plan. So fate stepped in. We'll have a winner at the end of the show, but which film will it be? My Best Friend's Wedding or The Wedding Planner? Let's find out. It's Clash of the Titles. Release the Kraken. Hello, Clash Potters. Wow, you've got a big neck. I'm Alex Zane. <laughs> I'm Vicky Crompton. I'm Chris Tilly. <laughs> right then, it is My Best Friend's Wedding versus The Wedding Planner. Victorious Choices V, remind us why you picked them. Because I like a rom-com and I especially like a wedding comedy because of the uh, the challenge it presents a fledgling writer, mm. <laughs> frankly. And also, I think this is a very well-measured fight. I genuinely believe that these are true contenders. And also, it's the anniversary. Oh, shit, and I forgot again. Yeah. It's the 25-year anniversary at some point this year yep. of My Best Friend's <laughs> Wedding. Yep. We don't know when, but soon, yeah, we guess. Yeah, sometime this year. Now, just before we get into it, if you haven't subscribed to us, please do so on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your pods. And if you're on Apple, you could leave us a rating and a review as well. That would be ace. And if you do leave us a review, it might be read out on the show by Chris Tilly, a.k.a. Chris Thrilly, which sounds a bit like this. So, I found a veritable treasure trove of reviews that we haven't seen before because they're US reviews that don't get shown on the UK iTunes. So apologies to the American people that have been reviewing the podcast, mm. but I've got a few of them that I can read out Brilliant. next how few did weeks. You, how did you get them? How, I was Googling... Did you use an illegal VPN? Cool. No, just Googling. There's a place that's got them all. Um, okay. I won't, sh- I won't show you the website, but let's read one out. Uh, this review is entitled Nearly Died. 
uh, by someone called Paul Ardis. And Paul writes, made me laugh so hard I nearly drove into a tree. Five stars. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Paul. Cheers. It's the perfect review. <laughs> Amazing. I Lovely. should have done it in an American accent, but I can't do accents. No, you shouldn't. No, no, no. no. You leave those accents to me. That's my gift to the world. <laughs> uh, okay, on Monday, I prove that while you should keep your best friends close, you should keep your groom's best friend as far away as possible, which means today Chris is hopefully going to explain what the hell Massimo is meant to be. Chris, take us on a journey. <laughs> Okay, again, I need to uh, say a few words before I read out my description because I'd never seen The Wedding Planner and so this week what I decided to do was write my introduction before watching the film, predicting what I think might happen in the film based on vague knowledge. (laughs) So, this was my intro. Okay. Uh, A Latin firecracker of a wedding planner is married to her job, meaning she has no time for love. Then she meets the one... A handsome man with a cool job and a sexy southern drawl who maybe says, all right, all right, all right, (laughs) and who definitely takes his shirt off at some point in the movie. (laughs) Trouble is, he's getting married to someone else and she's planning his wedding. But the bride in question is a nightmare. (laughs) So following a series of mishaps and misunderstandings, she gets her man in the process ruining said bride's life. The film ends with the most most romantic wedding imaginable, plus a song by J-Lo. <laughs> Almost. Not far off. Not far off. <clears throat> um, so, yeah, she isn't Latin. They don't decide no. to go with the Puerto Rican angle that you can do with Jennifer Lopez. She's Italian. I thought they'd lead into the Latin. <laughs> they do not. So um, a lot of non-Italian actors <laughs> playing Italian in this movie. Uh, he doesn't say all right three times in a row. Um, the bride isn't really a nightmare. And um, it doesn't end with a wedding, which was the biggest surprise <laughs> for me, if I'm honest. Uh, but yes, that was my intro. It uh, actively ends with not a wedding. <laughs> yes. uh, and as I said, this is my first time uh, watching The Wedding Planner because I I had never fancied it. Uh, <laughs> Vicky. I, I mean, it's not like a big memory. I've seen it once before, but it stayed with me because it hits those absolute, like my relationship to uh, wedding comedies is, is is vaguely complicated, more complicated than it needs to be because I'm not married, but I love going to weddings, but I have no intention of having a wedding, but I like them and I like all the tropes of them. Never and I, ever though. Getting married? Yeah. Well, I don't think so. Ah, but there might be. I don't think so. Well, I'll just tell you this. Mark has this idea that we would get married to sort of tidy poor affairs when he's given some sort of terminal diagnosis. <laughs> and, uh, I know, it's sad, isn't it? And I've told him I don't want that because I don't want a sad wedding. Oh, my God. That's what he says to me all the time. He's Do you know be- what he once also said to me? I said, we should, we need to think about it because we've got all this shit going on and like it would make sense. And he said that he would lose about two grand a year in some sort of tax thing he gets or something, something, something. And if I gave him £2,000 pounds a year as a sort of stipend, then he would agree to marry me. Like a dowry. Yeah, like a dowry. 20 oh, years. I miss him so much. Isn't that bad? I'd, I'd, marry you. I'd marry you for two grand a year. Because <laughs> I'm freelancing and it's tough out there. <laughs> Thank you, Chris. That's, that's really sweet. That's right. Thank you. 
Fucking Mark Do you know what I mean? brilliant. Yeah, you think you know someone. <laughs> pay me, oh, no, pay think, me to marry you. Yeah, you think someone loves you because they tell you they do, but then they say things like that. It's like that famous line in Endgame where Robert Downey Jr. is always like, I love you 3,000. It's like Mark is like, I love you for two grand. Two grand. <laughs> just, it's just unbelievable. So anyway, but what I mean is, so the in The Wedding Planet, the way it hits those things that are just so rom-com, that I hate it, but I love it. So like that's what I've remembered. So that she, her life is in quote marks a mess. Mm. but that doesn't really mean anything and she just watches black and white movies all the time because she's a hopeless romantic and Matthew McConaughey's not just a doctor he's a fucking children's <laughs> doctor I mean and then he turns up in glasses and it's like it made me think do you remember when we did the holiday and you started oh, shouting it and you were like sound the alarm he's wearing glasses <laughs> and it's that again Probably don't need him, just wearing them. But when he when he's a children's doctor, I was like, not a there's not a dry seat in the house. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, it's oh for God's sake. Jesus Christ, Victoria. <laughs> it's true though, and it's perfect. So there's that's a certain my, level of decorum. Is what expected of me. <laughs> it's weird though. I didn't think Matthew looked that good here. No, he doesn't. He's aged very well. He he's looks better now than yeah. he does back then in 2001. Oh, I don't know. I still would. Yeah. yeah. Really. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, obviously, <laughs> of course, yeah. Uh, Alex, uh, I, I've never seen this. No. Um, have you actively avoided it like I have? A little bit, yeah. yeah I won't sure. lie. It looks awful. Sure. <laughs> and yeah, I quite like her and I definitely like him. Yeah. But it just, it just, it just. I think it's the poster that I didn't like. I think it's because he's a, a sort of, it's a really cheap looking poster. It is, yeah. She's in the foreground and he's sort of like. On the side? He's sort of leaning because he's got to lean. He's Matthew McConaughey. What he does is lean in rom com posters. <laughs> but he's sort of like poking out from behind her. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know and he's got one. a smug grin on his yeah, face. I'm looking yeah. at it now and it's, yeah. yeah, it's not, it's not his best look. I forgot about the leaning face. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Everything. Yeah. But, but that sort of ties in with why I didn't see it as well. I mean, he got a reputation for making these. You've been basically seen it which is why you didn't yeah, see it uh, yeah or they weren't particularly good rom-coms no. I mean I haven't seen How to Lose a Guy in 10 days I, I that's, right. that's, I that's yeah, a bit better yeah yeah but Failure to Launch is, is not <laughs> yeah, that's very bad. good is that's it bad. Go, 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 go to Girlfriend's Girl. Pass oh that's terrible I did watch that because I thought oh good a Christmas Carol kind of stuff yeah. and then it's just oh this on, is unwatchable on paper that yes. sounds like a really great idea yeah. Every, like, but it's not it's, yeah. it's not yeah <laughs> Yeah, he talks about that in his book, though, in Green Lights, yeah. the, the book I read. He talks about how he just got very, very comfortable because people would go, here's a shit ton of money, Matthew, because yes. your rom-coms make money. And he just thought, fuck it, yeah. I'll just take this and, and live a great life. And I know we've all spoken about this at great length, but I, because of um, I'm completely, totally obsessed with like agenting at that level and like behind the scenes what goes on and the pivot from that glut of quite mediocre rom-coms mm. to Oscar winner there's so much work going on behind the scenes I'm, I just I find that endlessly fascinating you'd be surprised though I think we sort of all think like failure to launch and go, go to girlfriend's past and how to lose a guy in 10 days we're all back to back like that's all he was doing and he wasn't like Reign yes. of Fire and other films like yes. quite odd films fall in the <laughs> middle of that they just didn't make any fucking money yeah. like, I'd argue that Reign of Fire Van Zandt is, you, ha- you like, have argued <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's his best performance in anything yeah. ever. Oh, that's such a lame <laughs> I think he'd say, he'd say that too. Uh, I get it. Uh, I, I haven't read the, the McConaughey book, but I, I was talking to my brother about it the weekend. He he says that uh, that he take McConaughey claims coming up with the word McConaissance and, uh, and that oh, other okay. people then used it. Yes. Mm. Yeah, no, he said, yeah. Sorry, he he claims that he introduced it into to a journalist right. knowing that it would catch fire. So he said it, 
to them pretending another journalist had said it to him rather than coming up with it himself. Yeah. And then they ran with it and suddenly it became a thing. Felt the need to take credit for it in a book. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's it's you should read it. I mean, you get you you do feel like you know Matthew McConaughey a little better slash too much by the end. Yeah, and his parents (laughs) from the sounds of Mm. yeah. Yeah. Okay, uh, let's do a bit of background on this one. Um, it's not got the most complicated journey to the screen. It was written by Pamela Falk and uh, Michael Ellis. Long uh, CV they've got. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. You're funny. <laughs> <laughs> was it two films? Uh, this and a film that I've never heard of, the Jessica Albert yeah. movie called uh, An Invisible Thing. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, An Invisible Sign. I, 2010, never even heard of it. No. So they began working on this screenplay in 1995. They finished it towards the end of the year. They'd originally pitched it to a bunch of studios at the start of the year. Nobody bought it, uh, but they thought the concept was so strong that they, they wrote it on spec. Um, Ellis says, we single-handedly closed four different studios. I mean, what that means is I think they were pitching and having discussions with studios that then went bust uh, before they could do a deal. Uh, At the 11th hour, Sony stepped in. Um, Our male star fell out four weeks before production. It was supposed to be star Brendan Fraser, but four weeks before production, he fell out and we were like, "Uh uh-oh. This is 2001, Brendan Fraser. Come on. Before you're getting too judgy, this is is about before. Adorable. Yeah, all the memes, all Uh, the hair jokes. He would be a very convincing (laughs) paediatrician. I think he doesn't he play one in that weird Harrison Ford movie that he's in where he's a doctor oh, he's not, extreme no, measures no is that the Hugh Grant one I get confused that's Hugh Grant yeah. 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 oh that's a pairing <laughs> hey. brilliant uh, um, so yeah it was going to be Brendan Fraser and Jennifer Love Hewitt um, they were oh, apparently according Jennifer to Jennifer Love Hewitt I forgot about her we haven't talked about her enough on this mm. show <laughs> uh, they were replaced apparently by Sarah Michelle Gellar and Freddie Prinze Jr makes perfect sense that's real life a, couple that's according uh, to Wikipedia but um, Ellis says that Adam Shankman uh, the director drove to Matthew McConaughey's house and begged for him to do it and he did. I've met Adam Shankman. He's a lot of fun, yes. Oh, good. Good. For Rock of Ages, Mm. not a lot of fun. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, There's not a lot of information around and about uh, to do with this film, but I did find uh, from January the 26th, 2021, an Instagram live that Jennifer Lopez did to her 197 million followers where uh, Matthew McConaughey was the surprise guest because it was the 20th anniversary of the film. Um, It's a 28-minute video. They spend two minutes of that talking about the film. (laughs) Uh, She's promoting her beauty products at length. Uh, He's talking about his book. (laughs) Um, She's talking about the movie she's making. And then she's very excited at the end to bring it back round and and says to him, do you know, we set a record with this film? And McConaughey's like, really, did we? She goes, yeah. I was in the number one movie uh, the same weekend that my album debuted at number one and it's the first time anyone has done that. I love that. And McConaughey's too polite to say, that's you that set the record down. <laughs> Nothing to do with me. But um, She's so stupid when her song comes on at the end because it completely goes against her character. Entirely. You're just like, why is that? Yeah, it's so inappropriate. Oh, this doesn't work. No, this is, that is not that. It's love don't come for free, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um, so, but that is quite an incredible feat. She the only person to have opened an, a, a movie at number one and had an album come out at number one the same week. No, no other celebrity has ever done that. There you go. That's the J Lo thing. <laughs> Good. Um, in terms of whether I, I know more than I should about J Lo. Why? Nettie loves her. Oh, does she? Mm, oh, that's a huge J Lo fan. Yeah. Mm. Uh, I like this movie though. <laughs> 
Oh, not really. <laughs> Love only goes so far. Is that because that, it's, it's not very good? <laughs> just spitballed. Just, just um, so <laughs> she refused to watch Did it. Did she see the bit where Matthew McConaughey wore glasses? Because that's quite important. <laughs> but uh, J-Lo and, and McConaughey are both talking on that Instagram about the fact that this is a classic. Mm. Uh, what? Two years before, McConaughey did not think that. So there was a show called Watch What Happens Live with Andy Cohen uh, in 2019. And Andy Cohen asked him to rank best to worst, how to lose a guy in 10 days, the wedding planner and failure to launch. And he put this third. Okay. Below failure to launch. I'd argue that's fair. This is, to me, this is worse than failure to launch. And he said that Failure to Launch has got Zoe Deschanel in and she's actually quite funny in it. That's why I like Failure to Launch. And he says that How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days, he says it's the greatest mailbox money of any film I've ever done. <laughs> it's always on and there's always a great little check that shows up. Mm. But we aren't here to talk about mailbox that. money. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think that's a phrase that you should check yourself before you say it out loud. <laughs> yeah. Mailbox money. Who knows what that yeah, is? Yeah, but in his, in his Texas drawl, gets away it's going to sound he cool. Get, he gets away with far too fucking much because of that Texas drawl. <laughs> he really does. Like anyone else says half the things he said without that drawl, and you'd be like, what a fucking dick. But he's just like, you're like, eh, it's McConaughey. Yep. I've got I've got little else, so should we talk about Great. the film? Yeah, yeah. good. <laughs> All right. I'm going to start with my first section, which is Meet Mary. Uh, but we kick off with some Lisa Stansfield, which yeah. I wasn't expecting. I don't like that. I mean, in 2001, surely, <laughs> yeah. Lisa Stansfield wasn't happening, was no, she? Not that I remember. Uh, it's a strange it's a strange song choice. Uh, we meet Mary Fiore uh, when she was a kid dreaming of a wedding. Yeah, I've lose this scene already. What's, 100%. What is this here for? Why this never comes back to this, apart from that weird doll's house bit where he rolls in the doll's house. That's like, weird. Ugh. This is creepy anyway. It's creepy. So we, we cut to the present day and then the movie properly gets going. Um, Mary Fiore is a wedding planner. She's talking about when she did Whitney Houston's wedding. That's a bad thing now. Um, yeah. But she's a wedding planner who fixes everything for everyone during a really impressive tracking shot into a wedding. This is great. I love this whole sequence. Mm. The bit where she walks really slowly and calmly past the guests and then hurries behind the pillars. It's well shot and it's funny. Yeah. Although she doesn't let the father of the bride pee when he needs to pee. You should let old people pee when they need to pee. Hey, that's the priest. Because I oh, thought... Oh, sorry. Is that the, thought, it's the priest because yeah. right. the father of the bride is the one who... He wants the sedatives. He's Why got you, wasted so I think... Basically, this like this should have been reshot because he should be manic. Like he should be like losing his shit that his daughter's getting married, not pissed sitting on a stair. Because <laughs> that would make the sedatives work to calm him down. You don't give someone who's like, uh, this is my daughter. You don't give them sedatives. No. Knock him the fuck out. <laughs> It's so, a bit disturbing, the sedatives, I think. A little bit, yeah. You shouldn't be giving someone whose he like, health status you don't know yes. sedatives. I yeah. don't think she's licensed to do it, if I'm honest. No. But... Okay, so she's a criminal. <laughs> um, but yes, the other people say she must lead such a romantic life and then we cut to her eating this alone. This is so good. Why does They're it... like, look at the state of her. <laughs> she's got her She's eating alone eating... in a nice apartment. Yeah. She's watching Antiques Roadshow. I but think that's supposed to be eating, sad. she's like, a normal amount of food. She's, she's getting a takeaway and it's the smallest plate of food you've ever seen in your life. So she's not even like cutting loose in that way. She's got one glass of wine, mm. some fucking vegetables and she's watching shit telly and you're meant to be like, you are repulsive. Well, She's watching Antiques Roadshow. Well, I, yeah. I watched this scene and I was like, that looks nice. Yes. Me too. I this like, is that fine. looks really was, relaxing. I couldn't work out what I was meant to take from it. Well, no. I could, obviously. It was meant to be like, oh, how sad. Yeah. She's not glamorous or romantic. She's just Lonely. boring and shit. <laughs> but, 
but <laughs> just fine. She's fine. But I watched it. I was like, oh, look how calm but, that is. Yeah, but she mean, looks really relaxing. Yeah. But she's then a bit more stressy because she's hoovering and and there's a folding montage. Yeah, like Turner and Hooch. Yes. And so is this type A personality? Is that what that is? I'm never quite sure. It works in rom-coms. It only works in Turner and Hooch because something, the thing that comes along messes it up and they, but they love that thing anyway. So mm. it's a big dog. Matthew McConaughey needs to be messy. Mm. At the very least, he needs to be a bit scruffy or something. But, but he's ne- not. It never comes back into it. No, no. it doesn't. Strange. It's really strange. It's like it got written in like you do so much work in the first act to like ground that character and then just got completely forgotten about. Like Scrabble as well. Well, we're getting well, to that. Well, that's the thing because again, when she's like, I'm playing Scrabble on Saturday, the race to the thing needs to be the race to the Scrabble competition. <laughs> I know, but it does. <laughs> does it? It does. Uh, like the race to the library <laughs> in the Da Vinci Code. <laughs> right, so we've met Mary. Let's meet Massimo. Uh, and this is at the Bay Area Scrabble Club. I love a bit of Scrabble. Yeah. I love Scrabble. Oh, it's not very too. cinematic, but... <laughs> Earwax is one word, by the way, for anyone of course it is. wanting. You know? <laughs> and Mary's dad is setting her up with her childhood friend, Massimo. Yeah. Uh, because she's Italian. Mm. Now, why is she Italian? All I could think is the actor who plays Massimo maybe couldn't do a Puerto Rican accent. Mm-hmm. So we're going to make everyone... Yeah, get someone else. But, like, why is everyone Italian? What's his name again? Justin Chambers? Julian Chambers? I don't know. The guy who plays Massimo. Because what do you... Th- tell me... I'll, I'll look it up. Tell me what you think of his Italian accent, first of all. Well, it's I, not very good. I think it, it... Sometimes I was like, is that so authentic that I just... I think it sounds bad because it doesn't sound like a comedy Italian accent. And then it was like, it is the purest comedy Italian accent it's I've heard. Quite, it's quite know. a lower low. It's a little bit a lower low almost. Yeah, uh, I, I wasn't sure what I thought. Well, uh, Justin Chambers yeah. uh, is uh, currently filming and going to be playing in the uh, Making of the Godfather series, The Offer, Marlon Brando. Really? Mm, okay. Yeah. So maybe he's... Is he Italian? No. No, okay. no, no, he's not. No, no, he's not. He, I mean, he didn't do a lot of films after this, but he has had a very successful career on TV. He's yeah. been in Grey's Anatomy yeah, for he's... about 15 years. Oh, really? Yeah, oh, he's nice. one of those chaps. Mm. Okay. Um, okay, so we met Massimo and then we are into the office. I was worried about Massimo, I have to say. I, yeah. thought, I, thought, I, I thought he wasn't well. Like, yeah. Yes, he seems like he's been hit on the head. Yeah, and mm. I think it's Well, it's, it's, it's a strange. choice of the film to make him not a credible threat to the plot, in inverted commas, because he doesn't seem like an actual suitor as the way these things go. But I do think the film weirdly pulls it back by the end. I know his, his behaviour is a bit odd, but... Um, he, it's you know, you're you're on the, his arc is all about mining this story of the arranged marriage. If he was, he's very good looking, which helps, but then he's a clown. So he's not a serious threat to McConaughey until she decides to take his proposition seriously, if that makes sense. And the Scrabble comes back in. It does come back in. the only time where hmm. she writes, okay. <laughs> Scrabble okay, letters, not so, yes. Yeah, so sad that she says, okay. I mean, you're not supposed to say, okay. I mean, I don't know, because I will not are we be jump, asked. Are we, but... we could go, do you want me to jump there? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> don't be You rude. have to go through this movie. <laughs> You've got to build up. Um, so she slams down a copy of Yahoo Internet Life magazine <laughs> on boss Kathy Najimi's desk. Um, I thought that is the most made-up magazine I've ever seen until I Googled it, and it's real. It was around for six years, from 96 to 2002, focused on the emerging internet and computer culture, and it featured a regular column by film critic Roger Ebert. Did it? And it was owned by a company that bought a company I worked for once, Stiff Davis. So, yes, completely real. But, um, yes, she slams that magazine down because she she wants to do a wedding 
for a businesswoman called Fran who runs an internet food speciality store. I don't know what that is. Don't know what it is. Um, <laughs> it was 97. It, it was, no, yeah, they're just 2001. Putting words together. Yeah. <laughs> but she wants that account so she can become partner. And then Kathy Najimy pretty much disappears for the rest of the film. Yeah, apart from at the end. Yeah. Do you see when she gets out the contract and it looks like kicking Garthurian <laughs> scroll? So amazing, yeah. It's so weird. Yeah. Why does it say legal? Why is it written in calligraphy? Yeah, right and we have a scene where she sits in silence and reads said contract. <laughs> It's brilliant. <laughs> but there's something wrong with this workplace because they're placing bets on the lengths of the marriages and that yeah. seems quite mean-spirited. Yeah, but it's all, you're setting up classic, your classic wedding comedy. Uh, these things will come back later. And they do. So when she's giving Barbie the speech about, uh, you, what does she say? You're you're timeless. You're yes. da, da, whatever. That's obviously going to come back later. So they make your bologna sandwiches. Yeah, and it, this is meant to make her cry. She's like, a man called Steve has turned up here. It's like, okay, that is just his name. So it's a bit weird that that would like make you cry. But it all works. And then you're waiting because you know the structure of these films inside out for it to come back. And when it does, it's good. But I think it's insider training. I, I don't think Mary should be allowed to, to place those bets. Oh, so if she's convincing the bride in the last yeah. minute, uh, in the last second to go through with it. You're 100% correct. So, mm-hmm. Illegal. Yep. So falsely administering medicine without a practicing yep. license and insider trading. Okay. Yep. Bad. She's a bad one. Yeah. Didn't realise. Um, we also hear meet Judy Greer as Penny. Oh, uh, Judy the, Greer. Playing the character she'd go on to play in 27 Dresses and 13 going on 30. I nearly made you do 27 Dresses, so count yourself lucky. <laughs> I saw Judy Greer's name in the credits at the start and I was like, this can't be all that bad. Exactly. Because Judy Greer is great. I tell you, it's different. She like, mines gold yeah. from this piece of shit. I think our tastes have changed a bit because at first you're like, oh, it's hilarious that she loves wine and singing. And when you watch it now, you're like, you love wine maybe a bit too much. And it's a bit scary that all you can think about at this wedding is like getting as shit faced as possible. Mm. But in, you know, early aughts, that was fine. Mm. Well, we're into another wedding and uh, Mary is Serrano de Bergeracking the toast. Which is cool. Which I like. Mm. Uh, Although they miss a moment because she gives a speech and da, 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 and then she says, and now tell like she basically tells them to raise the, your, yeah, the glass. Of and of course, he should just repeat that verbatim. Mm. It? Yeah, it's weird. It's, it's a weird. weird that they don't I do mean, that, it's, yeah. it's so obvious that that is the mm. end. But then I suppose it would make her look bad at her job. Exactly. There's two bits because they set up great gags that they don't follow through on, which is one, you know, the one you've just mentioned, where he should definitely just repeat her last line. Yeah. And two, the father, uh, the priest at the first wedding, where she won't let him go to the toilet twice. Yeah. It should be buttoned with him wetting himself as he's trying to say. Whoa. It would make her look bad at her job, but that is the funny joke that, you know, she stopped him going to the toilet. That's a big swing, though, isn't it? In your opening yeah. sequence. And it wouldn't work. That's why it's not there. Okay. Yeah. So at this very beautiful wedding, uh, Francine and her parents are in attendance. Yes. A random person's wedding. Mary has invited them so they can see her work. This seems unprofessional (laughs) to me. Um, uh, Yeah. How many randoms do you have at your wedding? I don't know. I'll never know. I don't think you're supposed to have any. (laughs) Depends whether it's the end of inner space. (laughs) (laughs) People from the local supermarket showing up. What is it again? It's your boss's friends (laughs) that you've never met. It's Yeah, because... Your partner's boss's friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's all, yeah. Uh, Francie's mum wants to perform at the wedding. I only mention that because um, it's a bit like my dad, really. Oh, that's nice. He sang at my brother's wedding. Did he? Was he allowed to? Your dad can sing, though, right? He's all right, yeah, he's all right. He's all right, but um, 
Is yeah, that what everybody wanted or did he just get up there? Yeah, I think a bit of both, really. But I don't know how the band felt about it. They had to have this other singer come and do a couple of numbers with them. <laughs> but my, my brother's wife was funny. She got her friends to all chuck uh, knickers at my dad when he came on stage. Wow. Uh, wow. <laughs> they brought them with them. Mm. Yeah, right. Yes, they didn't take they them didn't off. They didn't take them off? <laughs> no, no, oh, no. Oh, right. Yeah. No, okay. no, I, I, <laughs> I was going to say I checked, but that, no. Uh, <laughs> all right, let's have the meet cute, shall we? Yeah, it's brilliant. Crushed so, by a wheelie bin. Yeah, Mary... because you can't have it run over. It's too scary. It's, it's quite Final Destination, though. <laughs> Mary's shoe gets stuck <laughs> and then a car hits a dumpster, which then starts cruising oh, what, towards what her. What film are we doing? Oh, it's um, it was Executive Decision, where Kurt Russell gets his foot sort of like stuck in, in a trolley that it's like it's like it's not stuck though this is the same you're like there's no way that you can like you can't get that shoe out I'm sorry if you not noticed she's a woman in a rom-com she loves shoes okay so just <laughs> my Gucci coat <laughs> roll with it so Steve uh, played by Matthew McConaughey saves her uh, by throwing her to the ground and then does not get off her yeah. no. say, you say saves her all her injuries come from how violently he <laughs> threw her to the ground she's in hospital because he assaulted her. He's a big physical guy. Yeah, and he does really throw her. I honestly, you've got to wonder if she should have taken her chances with the bin at this point because she's in hospital because he threw her to the ground, not because of anything else. She, she clearly has concussion uh, because she says to him, you smell like sweet red plums and grilled cheese sandwiches. Mm. Which he probably it's does. It's this after he stroked her face a lot. He sort of strokes her like a, like a little cat. <laughs> he keeps stroking her head going, you OK? You OK, but he's strokes her head. Well, he's on top of her and he doesn't get off for ages. There's a debate online as to whether she says sweet red plums or sweet bread plums. Um, but <laughs> I, 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 I checked and there's no such thing as bread plums. So those sweet, people are stupid. Sweet bread plums would be testicles, wouldn't it? How many people? Oh, no. how many people Jesus Christ. <laughs> Why are you saying it like that? It would be. Although I did... Sweet breads are testicles. And plums is no, another right. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you are right. Oh, apology fucking accepted. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say no. No, you're right. I'm looking at it. Yeah. Um, plum, got, uh, yeah plum, okay. plum bread's a thing, though. Right, yeah. But not bread plums. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's a very Cinderella-ish meet cute, isn't it? Yeah. Because of the shoe yeah. aspect of it. And her, um, and her big neck. <laughs> her big neck. Great. Uh, My, you have a big neck. Sparks are flying. <laughs> it's brilliant. Uh, is she, it? Yeah, of course it's brilliant. She's in bed and he's like, I'm a doctor. And I just love it so much. And then you're like, oh, excuse me, I'm so excited. Oh, you're a normal doctor? No, I'm a children's <laughs> doctor. He's Marry him. And I pick the children up as well and we have games. Yeah, and- we've got yeah. no boundaries here. <laughs> <laughs> Who wants to play with Uncle Steve? Um, he's strange, though. He notices that her credit cards are alphabetized. Yes, I didn't think of that. How many credit cards does she have for him to notice In that? A, allegedly a well-paid job. <laughs> sure, but you need quite a few. And why? I don't know but why you would notice that. How would you know that? Because her name is the same on all of he them. He means by the lender. Yes, right. I think yeah, I think they're based on the bank, but but it's it's just a strange thing to say again, um, because they they brought up the you know, in quote much neat freak thing sure. at this point, and again, so you're like, oh okay, this is definitely going to be important, and all that happens now is her very perfect hair comes loose by one <laughs> strand, and you are meant to be like, gross, like sort that out, <laughs> Jill. <laughs> Jesus Christ, is she going to do her hair before he walks? <laughs> I'm so embarrassed for her. <laughs> <laughs> It's just this tiny strand of hair. Um, and that, I think that's the end of that neat freak. 
bits. Yeah. Also, Steve has a photo of his sister behind his desk. <laughs> well, I never thought of that. Yeah. Again, yeah. this is a strange thing. It was just, just to establish that it, to make her think that he doesn't have a partner. Yeah. Because he says, sure. that's not my girlfriend. That's, that's my, my sister. sister. I always so have a picture feels... of my sister behind me at work. Because, <laughs> yeah. 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 It's weird. So it she is can weird, go, so yeah. she can justifiably go on a date with him, thinking he's single without sure. any problem. And she does. What he goes on a date with two women. I like this date. Do you? I think this date. I don't think many dates in romantic comedies look like fun, but I quite like the idea of sitting there watching a movie in silence, eating sweets. <laughs> it looks pretty good. I realised as I was writing that I actually bothered to write that. I was like. I have, the, I have the right job being on this show. <laughs> like if my idea of a perfect date is sitting in silence watching a film. Yeah, it's just that old, tired old trope, which it's tired as hell, but I love it, where it's like, I am such a mess that all I do is watch romantic films all mm. the time and they tend to be black and white. And you don't know that many people in real life that really do that. And if you do, it's because of rom-coms, it's not real. So, and the, you know, the security guard is like, I've saved your seat because you're here all the time. because Loser. Yeah, <laughs> you're such a mess. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah, it's... um. It's an interesting moment, though, where she talks about being into Scrabble yeah. and he reacts like he's never heard of Scrabble yeah. before. He's, Explain it to me. What on earth are you talking about, you sad woman? <laughs> I had a bad date at a, a screening like that, an outdoor kind of... Oh, tell us. Yeah, I, I, I invited this girl to see this film with me, uh, sort of an all-day festival over Greenwich Way and... On the way there, she sort of texted me and said, oh, I've had a drink with my ex and he's still with me. Can he... Join us. Oh, okay. And he and I didn't know what to say. I said, okay. No. And then I was getting him free drinks and he was getting more pissed. And then we'd lay on the blanket and then I'd turn around and they were getting off with each other on my blanket. Oh, and I just just walked off. I left the blanket. Oh, she owes you a blanket. Did you ever see her again? She owes you a threesome. Which they do. That's on you. (laughs) Yeah, I did see her again. And? I don't think I ever got You're getting married back. next year. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I ever did get the blanket back, but right. I, I didn't really want to hang out with her much after that. How was it after that? Did she did she apologise? Yeah, kind of. I, I don't know, I guess. Wait, when you saw her again, it wasn't another date? No, 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 no. Okay. She worked reception where I worked. and We, we were kind of friends and then, yeah, I don't know. Maybe I, I guess it wasn't a date that okay. I thought it was. And she, okay. But I certainly didn't think she'd bring get off with him on my blanket. I wouldn't want the blanket back after that. Who knows what they did? Not unless you're 15 years old. That kind of shit happens at school, but not when you're an adult man. (laughs) Anyway, um, this is a much nicer date uh, because uh, Steve is throwing away the coloured M&Ms. He says he only eats the brown ones, believing they have the least artificial colouring because chocolate's already brown. That sort of comes into the sort of, like, her, like, Neat freak. Yeah, I've got some yeah. quotes on that when we get to the end. Okay. Uh, from, I from the director. thought it was horribly wasteful. And again, it's 2001 eyes, but, you know, food waste is a real issue. You can't, And also littering. You cannot just start chucking sweets are you, on are the Are you actually being serious? I'm being a little bit serious. I was like, that's great. Just give them to someone else. That's also gross. But <laughs> Also, they're chocolate, so dogs could eat them and get poisoned on the ground. I never thought of it, but that is a, a very valid... Of course you never thought of it. <laughs> Why am I surprised? Yeah. Never thought of that. <laughs> Do dogs not like chocolate? That's poisonous Oh, is it? Them, yeah. Oh, right, okay. Yeah. I didn't know that. Um, Simon was sick after you were last <laughs> round. Yeah, as I carry around chocolate to kill dogs with on purpose. 
Uh, Entertainment Weekly spoke to a nutritionist to find out if this was true or not. not it's fucking true. Bollocks. And they said it's BS. Yeah, what of course. Uh, Shankman, but this has become like the most famous scene from this film, weirdly. And they're all a bit confused why this is the one that people bring up to them when they see them in the street or talk about the movie. Shankman says, to say I'm surprised by the reaction to this scene is an understatement because it feels like a moment that just sort of blows and passes in the movie. Uh, the line we always thought would stick is the line where Jennifer says Matthew smells like grilled cheese sandwiches. That's so romantic and sweet, but I never thought that the M&Ms would ever stick. But yes, it, 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 it's about him being... I mean, he says the reason it's there. Um, it's it's His feelings are very straightforward, talking about that character. She reacts thinking, this guy's cute, but he's a bit of a weirdo. I think it would be exactly the same if it was written. So that makes no sense. Let's move on. Okay. In fact, let's take a break. <laughs> Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. And we're back. Uh, so they have a little dance, don't they? Bert tells them to dance. How long has Bert been standing there? This is their conversation. <laughs> Bert's the guy from the Scrabble. He is. Yes. Right, yeah. okay. Uh, yeah. Dad's friend. Yeah. Um, it turns out that um, Steve can dance. He had ballroom lessons and she says oh you're gay yeah there's a couple of jokes that really haven't dated very well Uh, still you're three years away from the hangover though so yeah (laughs) Uh, but they nearly kiss yeah and then it starts raining and then they run off and I'm watching it just think, presumably thinking they're running off to have sex now. Mm. Right. Uh, we find out later they obviously didn't. What did happen then if they're about to kiss and they know. run off in the, the rain, rain holding hands? The rain is just so 
well, not made, bad. They're made of salt. Aren't yeah, they? that's it's... the thing. Because if you were going to kiss someone and it started raining, I think you'd still just do it. Yes, this is my point. But they're not even if they're not done it. Like, well, we just should go home now <laughs> because it started raining. Yeah. Yeah, I, it doesn't ring true. But also, to me. you you can write this film where they do have the kiss, and you can still play out the rest of the film. But it, I think it doesn't. They don't have them kiss because it makes them both seem really bad, and so you can't have. Yeah, that. you can't have the kiss here. You can. I think you can. I mean, you can, but it would change it somewhat because then J Lo um, would be back on the back foot for everything. She'd be racked with more guilt than she is, and justifiable guilt. Yeah, or anger, justifiable guilt and anger at him. Yes. I don't She's think already quite angry at him. I don't think that, yeah. And nothing happened. Yeah. I but guess that's, so. I tell you what, it preserves the line later on because he's, he's a, he, he said something to the effect of like, you, you're banging to me, but nothing happened. Like there's something wrong with you. And that works. Yeah. Well, I think when she asked him about what were you thinking, he said something like, you know, I was just a guy presented yeah, yeah. with an opportunity. Which, but then he's a dick for that, but he apologizes for it. But the trouble is, because it's Matthew McConaughey, there's something in it where you think that's the true you. But he's like, no, I was just saying nothing because I was angry. But when he says it, you think, oh, you're a horrible person. Mm. So I don't know. Uh, so we're at a Greek wedding now and there's plate smashing, which I believe doesn't happen anymore because of health and safety. Okay, that's a shame. You, can't you want to go to the underground ones. They still do it. There. Okay. <laughs> uh, and this is yet another wedding that Franny's at that she's not been invited to by the bride or groom. That's right. She's yes. ch- I mean, how many of these weddings does she need to look at before she does the, she, she gives her the gift? You tell me. You're organising a wedding. I don't know what you lot get up to when you're thinking about organising weddings. Aren't you meant to be an absolute nightmare? Isn't that the thing? You're still I, not I'm, allowed to go to strangers' yeah, weddings. Yeah, you're not. It's the thing about going to strangers' weddings I've got the issue oh, with. Okay. Right, okay. It's called they not make... Wedding Crashing. Wedding... It's, yeah, oh, yeah. it's a great movie. Yeah. We're not doing that. <laughs> Let's do it. I totally think we're doing it. Do you mean we're not doing it as right this moment or you don't ever want to do that movie? No, I don't mind doing it. It's fine. It feels like you have strong feelings about that film all of a sudden. No, it's just... No, I don't. No, I really don't. (laughs) Well, let's cross that bridge when we come to it. Um, Because we're in the next section. It's called Meet Eddie, because we finally meet Fran's groom-to-be Eddie. And it's Steve. He's Steve Edison. She calls him Eddie. Oh, shit. (laughs) What a confusion. Did not see that coming. (laughs) Oh, no. Uh, This all comes to light at some kind of dance class for everyone. Why is everyone at this dance class? I don't know. And then also the dance teacher is like, I don't care. Oh, who's the dance teacher? Fred Willard Willard playing Basil St. Mosley with a beard and a cane. You guys are here to learn. I don't care what dance you do. Just do whatever dance. And then they do a tango. It's Mm. like, you're only doing that because you are Jennifer Lopez. Like, there's no way that someone's like, if I don't want to be anyone, near someone and I've been told to just do a little dance you don't bust out a tango but it's yeah, quite fun watching people dress? argue during a tango sure it's brilliant oh it yeah. works but she, why is she dressed like that was she going to dance all along why is she wearing oh, yeah. the perfect dress to tango she's in she's wearing a tango dress yes exactly yeah. it's, it's <laughs> insane like if you've just turned up to watch them dance what, did you think I thought she's got confused and she's come on the wrong day and it was the Scrabble tournament and it's like mm. it's, it's so weird there's it, no oh, explanation it, yes there's more questions than answers in this scene it doesn't matter. Once it gets sparks, oh, I'm flying. That's what's important. I feel sorry for Fred Willard. Fred Willard is a brilliant comedy actor, yes. but I think he made like so many movies that people like where he's just great. Where people gave him roles like that weren't written funny and just expected him to deliver gold, yeah, like from nothing. And again, he's just it's, it, he's all right, but like it's just one of those thankless roles. Yes, well, it's not very brief. So mm. now we're in a car on the way to a venue um, with the happy couple or the happy thruple, uh, and they need. A wedding song. They listen to groovy kind of lung. Oh, they listen to Annie's song. Annie's song's in the other film as well. Is it? Oh, hello. Is this after he's seen Kevin Pollock for all of thirty seconds? Why is Kevin Pollock not in this more? Yeah, there's cross cutting when there's a there's a. I don't know. Mm. I don't know. 
I can't answer that question, okay. Alex. I just wondered, I wondered whether there was something like Kevin Bollock, you know, exposed himself on set and was thrown <laughs> off or something. I don't know. I was going to say, I was, I was Googling Fred Willard and he had an issue in a cinema about 10 years ago. Yeah, but, but he wasn't, he wasn't, they, there was no charges or anything. No, but he, was, had to, no but he had to do a course. He did, yeah. Yes, and pay a fine. Mm. <laughs> Anywho. Happy International <laughs> Women's Day, where you can't even say what he did because you're worried about offending him. No, don't and know. And he got off with a slap don't, on the wrist. Don't know. Okay. He, I think he was slapping his wrist. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> what? <laughs> doesn't even make sense. Yeah, uh, but it weirdly does. They go with an Olivia Newton-John song. It's something. a horrible song. It's a horrible song. It's like, why is it a song I've never heard? Yeah, I've never I heard, heard like, it. I felt like I'd missed nah, it. Yeah, it's not a famous, it. it's not okay, a famous right. song. Uh, it's just a weird choice. Um, but they get to the wedding venue and Massimo appears and says they're engaged. <laughs> Massimo, no means no, you dickhead. Yeah. And also, what the fuck? She doesn't deny it and you're tearing your hair How out. How can you say this movie is anything other than utter bollocks? <laughs> like, he just appears from nowhere and he's like, your dad, they told me where you were, so this, I come yeah. and now we're engaged. And she goes, all right, hang fine, in the air. Sort of hangs in it's the air. It's so yeah. unrealistic that she wouldn't go, I don't know what he's talking yeah. about. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. None of it work. works. It makes no sense and it's quite cruel to Massimo. Massimo, yeah. who... There are some easy tweaks, which is yes. you reduce his clowning a bit earlier on so that when he says it, she thinks just to get revenge on Steve. She thinks, oh, fuck it, I will let you think that because I can tell it pisses you off. But he's still so buffoonish that it doesn't work. And also, you don't see him arrive on a scooter and yet he's got goggles around his neck, which adds to the idea yeah. that he's not very well. And he's just, <laughs> my special goggles, I need my special goggles. I I'm like, because it took me ages to figure out why has he got this steampunk thing going on? Like, they're, just, they're just they just slaps the scenes together here. Stephen Massimo bond in the gym on a treadmill oh, and I doing chin that, ups. Yeah. Next thing you know, they're wrestling. <laughs> what the fuck is going on here? Uh, we learned an actual plot point. Franny wants to change Eddie. She wants to start a medical foundation and make him the CEO. You know, similar to what we were talking about with best friends' wedding. The, yep. the, the I want to change. And then suddenly everyone's on a horse. Brilliant. No, but no. what's that got to do with wedding <laughs> planning? You. Doesn't matter. You've never does. been on a horse at a wedding. Yeah. I have not. No, but no, because it's not something that you do. Why are they on a horse? There is no explanation. Exactly. <laughs> I didn't even think of it. Because the writers this... went, what's a funny wedding-based scenario? Getting on a horse. Right, and, and, so, and, and no one bothered to go, that's not a wedding-based scenario. So mm. they've just carried on. They've carried on. It's oh, just it to put her in jeopardy. To do, yeah, it's and they wanted to do jeopardy. more Cinderella stuff. So it's like a carriage. I don't know. It's like... so Matthew McConaughey probably went, I can ride a horse. And they were like, brilliant. great stuff. Get on a horse then and we'll do a horse scene. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Fine. I see. I just. I'm just in this mood with this film. We like brilliant. No, now I'm, they're on a horse. It's all, the only good thing is where Massimo turns up at the end drinking a bottle of wine on a horse. There's something <laughs> fucking hilarious. You never see it. You see people drinking beers on horses. Maybe a, a cowboy swigging a a whiskey on a horse, like from a hip flask. But a guy with a posh bottle of wine on a horse is kind of funny. It is funny. Um, yeah, sorry. So Mary decides to give Massimo a chance, I guess, and then uh, Steve knocks a cock and balls off a statue. <laughs> this is this is the worst scene because you can see him, like, Matthew McConaughey can sell shit. He's very good. I love Matthew McConaughey, but here, not even he can sell the fact that they don't have a punchline for this scene. No. When he just holds out the cock to the guard <laughs> and he's just like, Man, you think yeah. it'd be heavier. And you're like, this is that you don't, you know that they've yeah. left you hanging as an actor on screen. Yes. You've walked into a scene knowing there was no end and thinking, maybe I'll just come up with something in mm. the moment and you haven't. It is a shame because I was like, wouldn't you get in loads of trouble? Are they not worth anything? Like, you've 
knocked the dick off statues. But there's no explanation to what the statues are, whether they're knockoffs. Like, I mean, they fall over really easily, so are they hollow? I mean, like, (laughs) who who wants a statue of David at your wedding as well? It's a strange choice. Uh, Yes, it is a strange choice. Um, But I don't know, it's what leans into this idea that weddings can get a bit out of hand, can't they? A bit crackers. And everybody thinks they want this small wedding and then they end up with this ginormous... Well, we, we do find there's a difference between the two of them here because Franny wants a big wedding and Steve wants a small wedding. The cracks are appearing. Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> but how were they ever together? Yeah, they're doing <laughs> But um, Steve and Mary... We never speak. We never have conversations <laughs> about things. We just eventually work out that we hate other people. We hate, we hate each other's opinions without discussion. Yeah. Steve and Mary end up at a market... I can't remember why. Oh my now god! This, they, to this ex. Oh my god! This, <laughs> this, whole, this is bad because we were talking about when Harry met Sally, and they should. These writers need to hang their heads in shame because they've lifted mm. when Harry runs into Helen with the karaoke right, machine. The karaoke machine. But because the character work isn't quite there for Mary Fury and yes. whatever Steve's called. Edison. Um, at Steve Edison. That's why Eddie. his nickname's Eddie. Yes, yeah, Steve Edison. <laughs> you can't rely on J-Lo's reaction, as good an actor as she is, to make you go, oh, your ex is here. Like you can when when it happens to Harry, because we've never mm. seen his... I don't think we've seen Helen before much, but it, it just works so brilliantly, you know, that his ex is there. So they rely, they're like, fuck it, we'll do a bit of physical comedy instead. Mm. So all she does, but she just drops a bucket. And it's like, if you're going to do that, the whole florist just needs to collapse or something. But she drops a bucket and then she's like, oh my God, everybody's looking at me because they've heard a bucket drop so it's this halfway <laughs> point and also the ho- then the whole next set piece is the Sally is sad that what's her ex called him when Harry met Sally I can't remember I that's really bad anyway he's getting married isn't it Joe <laughs> do you really not know no. Joe's getting well, married you know, isn't you it you know whose favourite film when Harry met Sally is yeah. yours <laughs> In When Harry Met Sally, Sally is sad because Joel's getting married. And then when she suggested they get married and have kids, he didn't want to do it. And so she's crying. She's like, he did want to get married. He just didn't want to get married to me. And that is this scene, like almost wholesale. What? Oh, it's just got lost in Harry. I haven't seen When Harry Met Sally. But also because they've nicked it. But also it works in When Harry Met Sally because Joe and Sally split up like a year ago. And in this, she's. Someone says to Mary, you split up with whoever his name. High school. So, yeah, it's like six years ago or something. It's like, it was her high school and sweetheart. she's like, he's married. He's like, it's been six years. Yeah. He's like, he's allowed to be married. Found him kissing Wendy during the rehearsal dinner. That's it, yeah, six so, years ago. So she then loses, the, loses her shit. Yeah. She gets drunk. She's crying. Why is she upset? Oh wait, hang on. It was because... it was their, it was their wedding though. Yeah. Yes, I just said yeah. that. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, no, because I, I got confused. Like it was the prom or something because of high school. No. Yeah, but I think six years or not, it's still like that's a massive thing to discover on the eve of your wedding that oh, yes. you're like your. But I feel like she's be. crying and drunk at this point because she feels sorry for herself yeah. because she's seen her ex and she's not seeing the fact that she is she's become Wendy. She's the Wendy person in this other people's relationship. Yeah, who's Wendy? Uh, the the yeah. woman who, who <laughs> she's uh, not Joe from When Harry Met Sally. Um, uh, no, not Helen. Um, Is there a Wendy in it? No, Wendy's the new the oh, pregnant right. woman. Yes, the preg- Yeah, all right. She's becoming Wendy. Yeah, yeah. She just doesn't see that. She, she doesn't see it. She's, yeah, I, I, it, it makes me not like her. And also, you know, she's, I, she's I'm got... not really enjoying the drunk acting here either. Well, no, no. especially because she's got five full beers in that carryall, so she's pissed on one beer. <laughs> and I'm sorry. I know she probably doesn't drink a lot, but she yes. has a glass of wine every night. <laughs> but it's the 70s. 
same in the in my best friend's wedding. Julia Roberts wakes up, she's like, "Oh my head!" And it's like there were three miniatures there, girl. I, I don't think that's going to have done it. Yeah, Steve, that's right. We're hardcore. <laughs> I just mean he's like, "Oh, you've been at the mini bar." It's like you can drink all the mini bar, and not that much will happen to you. Oh, not in the hotels I stayed. Well, this is the thing. I've never. I don't go near the mini bar because it's no. one of my one of my pet hates is some hotels where you go in and they, there's no mini bar. It's like they just have the fridge and empty fridge. I've never. I, I won't even open the fridge for the fear that some why sort of alarm want, will go yeah, off. Why do you want a mini bar? Because it's fun to not have to leave. Too the room. expensive. It's too, <laughs> it's expensive. too expensive. Yeah, but oh, do you get it for free? You get a per diem. Like yeah. per day, which I think you means. You can, yeah, you can. Per day, right? Cool. Yeah, it's like a cool, fee cool, per cool, day. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, I studied Latin. <laughs> did you really? He did. Yeah, because yeah. he went to a good school, didn't he? Mm, I went yeah. to a debatable. It's not debatable, Chris. It's like no, it was a good school. You literally went to a good school. I, I Boston Spa Comprehensive, or whatever it's called now, I think it's called Boston Spa Academy, is a good school. Okay. Seriously, I carried a briefcase there. Oh, God. Steve, <laughs> Steve um, takes a very drunk woman into her apartment and then lights candles all over the place. He does. This is a fire hazard for a drunk lady. A hundred For a drunk any person. Yeah. yeah and, uh, well, and then he fries marshmallows. I mean, you're getting... It's so weird. You're getting melted marshmallows. It's, it's sort of like... Did you sort of have a camping scene and then J-Lo went, I'm not going camping in this movie. And so you had to move the same and you just didn't change anything? I guess... It's possible. Yeah, I was, I'm sort of dozing off in this. But scene, once but again, I'm, no, because the important I, thing I, is genuinely. Mm, did you really? I watched. Point of it's like, oh. This is the scene where I've got no. I, I saw. I completely switched off. I for. just. I'm just not invested. The, well, the next line that I actually remember is where he gives her a hangover cure, where he goes two aspirin, yeah, and he's right. a lot of water, sleep, and a beer in the morning. And you're like, that's correct. <laughs> that's what. That's the only thing that works. <laughs> the point of this scene is she's all sad and drunk and vulnerable, but he doesn't shag her because he's not a monster mm. or whatever. Even they totally could. Um, and so he does the when Harry met Sally thing, which is I, I don't know you, but I. So he's like, I barely he basically knocks on the door to say, "Is this going to happen?" I don't know you, <laughs> but I know. Yeah, I know. It's, the line is awful. I know it's all like, the flecks in your eyes. The, you've got amber flecks in your mm. eyes, and, it, and as much as I love when Harry met Sally, it annoys me in that because they're actually friends. And he's like, "I know that you get a wrinkle in your forehead when you get angry, and you, you order a sandwich and shit like that." And I, I've always, I hate love it, love hate it because I do love it in a film. Because it makes me go, "There it is, brilliant," but. This idea that you don't need to know a woman to marry her, you just need to know that she's very pretty. Yes. It's very, very and reductive. Very and true. Very, very true. Um, <laughs> I'm not getting what you say. Uh, really? <laughs> uh, <laughs> International Women's Day, go! So, Fran... Uh, we are go! For IWD! We are family. And <laughs> are all my sisters with me. Um, so, uh, Fran... See, that would have been... That already, that is a better scene than this. <laughs> <laughs> I was singing that. <laughs> the moment I wake um, So Fran's getting cold feet now. Uh, she can't go through the wedding. She can't stand the way he chews on pen caps. This uh, comes out of the blue. Uh, she doesn't like the songs he sings in the shower or the way he hikes up his pant leg when he's eaten too much. His left pant leg. Who? That? Do you know why she doesn't like that? Because that's the thing a psycho does. That's a that's a nuts thing to do. You undo your belt. That's what it should be. Yes. Like he like he undoes yes. his belt when he's had too much to eat. But that's Who, reasonable. Uh, so what does he get? Does all the food go straight to his fucking ankle? <laughs> oh, I'm gonna have to lift up my trouser leg because yeah, it doesn't. I don't. No, it's it's weird. Uh, it's uh, really weird. And, and, like and, disconcerting. And, and, and as you said, the, the un- 
doing the the, the, the top of your trousers, that's unattractive. So yeah. it, it would be fine to say that. But Mary gives her the exquisite timeless speech. The callback. Which then makes it, I don't know, it makes it seem just very cynical. Is she is she doing the right thing? But you knew at the start, when she says it to the bride at the start, you yeah. know it's a lie then. So it's just, yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I thought maybe she was just no. being no, a nice person. Doing her, but she's also, she's doing her job, even though it hurts her to do her job, because no. she really but, wants to marry Steve. But you see, it doesn't, the reason that line at the start is super cynical is because, like Chris said, it's when they're talking about how marriages won't last. It's like mm. she's not doing it because she thinks, oh, the bride's got cold feet and actually I know for sure this will work out if she just gets past this hurdle because she will do that to get them married and then probably put a bet on it not lasting very long. So yeah. it is really cynical. Okay. Uh, we then what, get... You don't disagree? I don't know. To, yeah, to I just, I'm just caught in the moment. I think I, I, think I can... I'm starting to see my blind spot a little bit with mm. films like this which is and I think that's what it is I think you're seeing you like this film so you see the good in it <laughs> yeah. and I hate it you, you and, started and therefore... off Monday's episode by saying it's quite close this week I genuinely Alex and I it. not wanting to give too much away I'm sensing we feel the same way about these two films yeah I, 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 I'm reading the room I spontaneously <laughs> laughed when you said that I thought you were doing a joke it no. feels like there's a big difference in quality to, to two people in this room oh, the verdict what's it going to oh. Oh, this week. It's exciting. I'm surprised. It's exciting. Uh, Massimo now proposes via a doll's house. That's bad. Yeah. Is it sweet? No. <laughs> what the fuck is going on? You, you are a little girl. Please, will you get married to me? Gross. And also, is her reaction he know? A, is her reaction appropriate? When she says okay, she spells out. She spells out okay. <laughs> she doesn't even spell out yes. She spells out okay. <laughs> she in cannot, scrabble letters. She cannot bring herself to say anything. <laughs> so she writes. Oh, it's like someone who need. It's like. Help me. Yeah. I can't speak, but I've got, look, here's a copy of today's paper. <laughs> it's like sorry. she's being held hostage. I'm sorry. I'm still laughing thinking about it because I, it's not supposed to be funny, but okay. <laughs> it's such a mad thing to respond to a proposal. It was yes, but it was taking too long for Jennifer to arrange yes as the title. So okay, I'll uh, do. Okay. okay. I guess. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean, this is the good. I, I just don't see it because all I see is we're into act three. And we are. How are you going to make this? We are. How are you going to tie up all these loose ends? So it's the oh, big... I'm a bit like that. I'm like, we're into act three. Nobody cares. <laughs> it's the big day. We got a getting ready montage, which was all Vicky appreciated. Yes. Um, Steve sees Franny before the wedding uh, and breaks up with her. Yeah. And she agrees. Yeah. Yeah. And he packs off a taxi to Tahiti. <laughs> and she is so chill about this. And she shows no emotion. At this point, I think she might be an alien. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and also all her friends and family at the wedding and she just dumps her in a cab and gets yeah. rid of her. It's like, you don't want to say bye to anyone? Tell them the wedding's off? Yeah. I can almost get that though. Really? Yeah, that it's going to be a uh, very horrible, embarrassing, awkward thing for her. Yeah. So okay. he's, I feel like he's falling on his sword by doing it. I'm just surprised at how chill she is. Like... Because you've not seen, all you need is a scene earlier where she's going through the motions yes. in quote marks about, she's on, you know, when I believe when you start planning a wedding, it is, a, it would be a bit difficult to unplan it because you're on this track. Yes. And all the rest of it. And it's hard to say that you've changed your mind. So people in films, you know, they, maybe they've been pushed a bit further than they might like and all the rest of it. So if we see a scene where she's going through the motions because she's doing what she thinks she should and it takes a lot of courage to say, actually, this isn't what I want. And, but we don't ever have that scene. So no. it just comes out of nowhere. Yeah, it is difficult to unplan. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a big conversation, isn't it? <laughs> no, no. What? Well, you're coming to my second wedding yeah. in July. So now already there's deposits that have had to be put down and stuff. Well, you're asking me for money. I don't understand. <laughs> I just, well, I'm realising I missed a trick with two grand a year from Nettie. 
I'm thinking maybe you could jump I'll be in. interested to see what Nettie's reaction is have if you, you ask a, her for £2,000. Have you got a wedding planner? I thought you were doing it. <laughs> no, it's genuine. Have it's all booked, right? Have you organised a wedding no, planner? No, of course no, not. No, okay. Good, because no. they might bring randoms. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's a future client. I, yeah. I went to watch a movie with our wedding planner and eat some M&Ms and then I decided it was probably best <laughs> Banged him. <laughs> 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 my second bang joke this week um, so we've got the wedding run they, they're in a taxi to the registry office um, it's the taxi driver from earlier in the movie Yay! that's a nice callback is it? I mean it, make, it, yes, it doesn't matter it is. is it, uh, is they, it really it doesn't really matter they hit some traffic Steve takes the wheel um, oh yeah uh, she's going to get married but everyone starts objecting because everyone knows it's not what she wants so why were they making her do it in the first place I don't yes, really get it uh, Massimo is really chill about the whole thing he falls on he's, his sword you're, he wants she is Steve he's Steve it's the Steve yeah yeah. Mm. and then Massimo and Steve are on a moped together it's quite cute don't really <laughs> care um, and <laughs> although it's little things there are little things that just you, you see someone do as a character and you go just, just fucking you should just understand this moment better so Massimo being dumped at the altar for Steve, then gives Steve a lift to where he knows uh, Mary is going to be, lends him a helmet that was meant for Mary with a veil mm. on, and when Steve gets off the moped, he goes, cheers, Massimo, and hurls the helmet on the ground. <laughs> you could just hand that to him as you get off the moped. Mm. That was meant for Mary, his wife that was meant That's... to be his wife at this Wait, point. He doesn't need it anymore. He's fucking <laughs> done with that fucking thing. Uh, See you, Massimo. I hadn't caught that. I hadn't caught that. That's a very good point. Massive Dick move. Yeah. He's just, just a, he's he's a winner. It's just a very poorly made film, isn't it? Um, so, um, so she's watching a movie while throwing away coloured M&Ms. I've got another quote about the M&Ms from uh, the writer Ellis. Oh, good. He says, it didn't occur to us that this would be the line that's often quoted back to us the most. At the end of the day, we're not making a documentary. We're trying to entertain an audience. Um, was that the most amusing way we could have presented the scene? Absolutely. There's nothing more depressing than having the character say, you know, the brown M&Ms are actually worse for you. They're toxic and kill you. Actually, that's funny too, but that's a different character. The bottom line is, it's just said in a joking way. Mary knows it's not true. She's not a stupid character. She's a self-possessed, smart woman. She knows Steve's making a joke. In the end, she's doing it because she's thinking about him. It's not like she's making that choice for nutritional I reasons. Just, I need you to stop talking. <laughs> <laughs> no, one, no one thought you were making a documentary, whether that was. The, ever. The, the fucking writer. <laughs> the writer. And it's a lot about something that's about 10 seconds. And we know all of that. It's like, was someone like gone to why his head? Like, so explain yourself. <laughs> yeah. Someone wound him up. You need to know who the interviewer was because yeah. it sounds like he's like, no, listen, fuck you, mate. I'm going to tell. No, no, it's not because they're fucking toxic. What dickhead. I was, what why I was, are you coming at me like this? This is meant to be a celebration of the wedding planner. I invited you. You know, my favourite journalist, and you're coming at me with shit like that. Do you know what has happened? She's a smart here. woman. Do you know She's what's smart. happened here? I think over the years, reading between the lines, just so many people have gone up to him and said, it doesn't make any sense. It wouldn't be nutritional. And it's driven him insane. It's driven him insane. So he ends here, she's not making the choice for nutritional reasons. She's smart. She's a smart woman. Smart, self-possessed woman. She's a smart woman. Smart woman. Smart He's just woman. lost his shit. Yeah. And it's, you, you get one life and you never thought you'd have to spend it talking about a brown M&M's. Yeah, and do you want to talk about uh, an, an invisible sign with Jessica? Oh, you, you don't. Okay. <laughs> So we don't get a big wedding at the climax. The climax is them 
dancing together. Yeah. But it's the third time they've danced together. So it's not much of a payoff, I don't think. But they kiss, but the kiss isn't all that. So that's a shame. No, it's, yeah. And that's why they didn't kiss before, because you then get it now. You but... know what will sort this out? Bang on a J-Lo track over the credits. Just any J-Lo track. <laughs> yeah, it's the end and um, my love don't cost a thing. And I, I, I wrote down it, it just doesn't feel right. Does it? No, it, doesn't. it doesn't feel it's right. It's nice to hear a thing, but you know. It doesn't feel right, although uh, Nettie very much likes this song. And mm. so I had to sit through after watching this as long as it lasted during the credits, which was <laughs> not my plan. I was like, get this shit off. <laughs> so would you like to hear about the Wedding Planner Two. proposed trilogy? Yes, I would. <laughs> no, no, a trilogy. <laughs> Because uh, he did all right, didn't he? It was like, he got ninety-five million on a thirty million dollar budget. Yeah, yeah. So Michael Ellis said uh, when we were doing the research for the movie, all the wedding planners we interviewed were pretty cynical about the brides they're working for. And then when it comes to this is going to be my wedding, they just went crazy. So when Mary has her own big day, she doesn't want it to be just on a beach. She wants her day in the spotlight. The drama of it it is she's become exactly the kind of thing she hated and she takes a take, step back and figures out what's important to her. So she basically becomes a bridezilla in cool. the sequel. Yeah. Uh, and he says there'd be some grit to it. They realise that in the first movie, maybe they weren't looking at each other realistically. Uh, there were some interesting romantic questions there. We also batted around the idea that during the planning of the wedding, man, Mary found out she's pregnant. Uh-oh. And then you're not allowed to get married. Isn't that right? No. <laughs> oh, my dress won't fit. Which would lead to the third movie, where Mary is planning her daughter's wedding. So it would be a bit of a time jump. Oh, no one wants to see that. Um, Sorry. <laughs> I, honestly, I, I, it's rude, but I've switched off because I'm so disinterested in the idea of this movie ever having a fucking trilogy. Do you want a plot twist? The, the twist would have been that the central couple will have separated before the third film's oh, timeline. Oh, Hooray, perfect. But the act of planning the child's wedding would Brings bring them, them back, back together. together. Yes, I do love it. Um, that didn't take off, but ABC did buy a single cam camera dramedy based on the film in a 2006, and the plot of the, the sitcom would have been each week, Mary facilitates a new wedding. Great. Um, in that version, Mary and Steve didn't make it, so she was on the market again. But Steve, <laughs> but Steve, but Steve comes back at the end of season one. Oh, they had it all planned it. out. So uh, oh, that's all. Like it. Oh, it's, it's sad. It's so Happy International <laughs> Women's Day. <laughs> this cow is available for sale. Uh, that's all I've got. Thank you, Chris. What's I'm your... so glad because I nearly gave you that film. And imagine how mad I'd be right now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He at least... Why? What, did, what would he have done different? He just would have been mean about it. It would have been Romy and Michelle all over again. Oh, was that bad? Oh, yeah. Was There's that bad? Some shouting and. Oh. Just, I just don't like having my time wasted by Victor. <laughs> <laughs> agree to agree. Um, <laughs> Having my time wasted. Your time is so precious. Well, you'd be the great things you would be doing if you weren't sat here I, I with me. I felt like that for literally an hour and a half watching this. Welcome I was to like, my life for the past three years. Why am I watching this fucking thing? Vicky, what was your favourite scene? I, I know you're now you're going to rip the piss out of me. <laughs> you are. I'm sorry, but it's not even a scene. But it's just what makes this the perfect. <laughs> Uh-oh. It's not because there isn't a fucking scene. No, Go on. He's not just a doctor, Chris. He's, he's a pediatrician. Sure, doctor. so that yeah. Fine is something, isn't it? Uh Alex, it's actually the bit you told me where he the writer lost his shit with the journalist going, She's a smart woman, smart woman, smart woman. It's uh, fine. Uh I like their old movie date um mm. and the opening where she's very good at her job and walks slowly and then quickly depending on whether she's behind a pillar or not. No, it's good. Um I like it when she says okay. All right. Nice. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> 
Uh, most valuable whatever, Alex. <laughs> Judy Greer, because Judy Greer, she mines oh. gold here. Okay. My answer's Fred Willard. He doesn't do anything. He's not funny. <laughs> but I like Fred Willard, apart from that thing he did. Um, so, yeah, Vicky. <laughs> Uh, Jennifer Lopez. What? Yes. Yeah, because you at this point, you didn't quite know that she could do it. And she channels Sandra Bullock for me. She really, really does. And she is no Sandra Bullock in this, but at least the vibes are there. So I think to even have the vibes is quite a good thing. Um, so yeah, why not? Because uh, it's not her best work. Um, <laughs> <laughs> What's your favourite J-Lo movie? Out of sight. Oh, Out of sight, yes. Mm, <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. wow. You didn't think we'd have one. Uh, no, I did think you'd have one. I just thought you'd have the one where you saw more of her flesh and I was right. So, Well, you know what number two is? U-turn. <laughs> it's a bit of flesh, didn't you? <laughs> oh, yeah. No, we've done the second best uh, J-Lo film and the one we first saw her in. Anaconda! <laughs> oh, shit, yeah, that is the best J-Lo film. <laughs> oh, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Uh, John Voight guns. Uh, <laughs> 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 right, come on, come on. Uh, he likes J-Lo as well. <laughs> Vicky, uh, would, what would you change? All right, so the women team up to get Mary and Steve together. So if Fran's going to change her mind, she changes her mind a bit sooner, move the cancelled wedding to either the end of Act 2 or the very, very start of Act 3, don't waste any time. And then Steve goes to Tahiti... Um, because he's sad and then Fran and Mary are like we, and Fran's totally over it she's like I will help you get this man and so she uses what she knows about him because she's his friend because they are probably buddies and then she uses that in order to get Mary and Steve back together and then they get to have the small beach wedding that they've both always wanted good. that's the end that's very good Alex yeah fine I think actually you know ending on a beach wedding would be good uh, other than that find a, a leading couple who have some chemistry it's not screen. that easy, though, is it? I, no, I, I, it's not. But the problem is that like average rom-com scripts like this can be lifted yeah. by an on-screen pairing that you just sort of go, I want to see good for them. Yeah. I, I like them. And I'm sorry, and I think both of them are good yeah, individually. Yeah, which is what's weird. Like... Yeah. I mean, whose fault is this? I don't. I, I don't know, and I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't want to say it's J Lo or it's him. But together, they never look anything more than two actors who've been placed in positions in a room reading lines to one another. <laughs> There's nothing. There's less than nothing there. Yeah. I just. I, I find it unbelievable that they like. You know, they both have skill in this genre, and yet together, it's it's. I find it hard to admit, but you are completely right. I've got a change. Okay. I've got an addition. And when I came up with it, I thought it's a dumb joke that could be a post-credit sting. But now I think it's the way the film should have ended the more I think about it. Okay. Here we go. Fran is on her vacation alone at a swanky hotel in Tahiti. And she heads down to the tennis court for a lesson. When she gets there, her tall, dark, handsome instructor says, are you my one o'clock? We can see she's immediately smitten and smiles at him. And we can see that he's immediately smitten and smiles back at her. They both laugh nervously. The end. So and you're doing the Massimo. end of... No. No. The year before, she married Pete Sampras, Bridget Wilson. Did she? So it's basically Pete... It's either Pete Sampras or someone looks exactly like Pete Sampras. <laughs> okay. You've got an inside joke. It's a happy ending for her. Yeah, nice. Okay. Yeah, all right. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's basically the end that they threw out of my best friend's wedding. Yeah, a right. handsome stranger. Yeah. Okay. But it's Pete Sampras. Peter, no, I get it. I, I, I'm aware He's a tennis champion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, no, look, yeah. I might not know a lot about sport, but I know who Pete Samprano is. <laughs> Peter Agassi. <laughs> right then, we done? Yes. Great, let's do the verdict. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! I'll do it! <laughs> <laughs> oh, you for God's sake. I know, sake. you could cut the tension, couldn't you? 
It wait. You said oh, for fuck's sake! Wait, these were my choices. These were my choices. Is that right? Yes. Why do you? You were looking at me like you were going to speak. No, Is it my fault? I did it on purpose. That two millennia of female oppression means that if you a man looks like he's going to talk, I shut up. I, I like being that guy. Yeah. <laughs> Only, only if he's smarter than you, which he probably is. <laughs> but he isn't, and that's why it annoys. That's yes. why the quiz annoys me so much. You won this week. I know. You so you should just be better at this bit as well. Yeah, I know. I do need to. I do. I need to improve, and I'm aware of that. Anyway, so these were my choices. We know. But I, <laughs> but I feel like I know which way you're going to go. So yes. It's Can we just do it? You go first. Right. Then. Uh, yeah. It's, it's my best friend's wedding. Is my the best friend's wedding. <laughs> but literally, hands down, it is the better. Film. Okay, fine. Yeah. I will say for my two penneth worth, I thought it was going to be a slam dunk for my best friend's wedding, and it then is. I was watching the wedding planner. It and already did... is. We've no, done it. and it got me because it's got all the fun hallmarks that I love hate. But we both know you're not going to vote for the wedding not, planner. I haven't. But I nearly did. No, I really you didn't. Did. I only wrote this this morning, and I really nearly did vote for the wedding planner because my best friend's wedding is a bit. Maybe it's a bit too weird for the genre. I predict that this is going to be 100 percent on the poll on Twitter, and if it's not, it's because I've said that, and people are going to do it on purpose to disagree with me. Oh, nice. Mm. <laughs> it's uh, my best friend's wedding. Of course it is. Three for three. My best friend's wedding is the winner. Yay. Yay. For picking that movie though, Victoria. That was actually a really good film. Which one? My best friend. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> See, I <laughs> You've not been paying attention. <laughs> See, I, I meant that really. That was quite an open reaction, wasn't it? I wasn't yeah. doing a bit I was really, really surprised. I know. <laughs> Do you actually Please. think it's comparable? Stop it! No, I'm sorry. <laughs> I think I do think they're literally comparable as we yeah, wouldn't be right. here. Okay, yeah, we, we we proved that in the connection section. There were at least seven similarities, <laughs> yeah. um, and the one difference is one of them's good. <laughs> right then, let's look ahead to next week, uh, where I've got an inkling it might be closer mm. <laughs> because the clue I gave you on Monday was: if you hate horses, head to Hollywood. Horses' <laughs> head. Oh, it's crazy. It's crazy good fun. Uh, so, Chris, from 1972, you get The Godfather. Available on Amazon to rent and also available for free free on Sky Sky. Victoria, from 1974, you get The Untouchables. No, Godfather <laughs> Part 2. Available on Amazon to rent also for free free on Sky Sky. Thanks. My pleasure. So that's your homework. The Godfather versus The Godfather Part 2. Why are we doing them, Chris? Uh, it's the Godfather's 50th anniversary. 50th. Oh. <laughs> just Whoa. as a, a big number. No, I meant that makes me feel sick. That's just, just a big number, isn't it? Yeah. Like, I thought you were going to say 40, even though I, I can do maths. So. And we've talked about doing it since we launched the podcast. Mm. And it feels like there'll be a fair amount of jeopardy when it comes to the verdict. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just like this week. Just like this week. Stop it. All right, I'm yeah, done. Right, I'm sorry. Thank you for making me watch the wedding. I don't know why I'm saying that. Uh, <laughs> right, that is your homework then. The Godfather versus The Godfather Part 2. And that is us done. We are out of here. If you haven't already, please do subscribe to us on Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts and check out with us on Twitter or check in with us. Not out with us. <laughs> the social check media. out of this hotel yeah. with us that check, we've been in. Check out. Of, uh, check us out. Check out. Just check on Twitter and Instagram <laughs> at ClashPod. We are back on Monday talking The Godfather. Have a great weekend. This was a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. 
Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.